Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I'm going to be riding solo here for a small, relatively small, four-game slate uh, for your Thursday, November 10th slate. And tell you the truth, I'm not a whole lot that I like on the slate just yet. So probably be a quick episode. Do have a few plays I like, a few thoughts about things out there. But um, first, I want to go ahead and tell you guys about our DFS pass here over at Sports Ethos. If you guys don't have that already, you should really sign up. Get you access to all the pros at Sports Ethos. All the people are getting all the winning picks for the DFS plays, uh, DFS slates out there. Uh, you can go sign up at sportsethos.com. And it's really, really cheap, and it's uh, really a great value. You're going to get that money back really, uh, really quickly, uh, just $4.99 a month to get that DFS pass. If you want to set up also for the wager pass and the fantasy pass, you can get the Ethos 360 pass, which gives you access to all three. So, again, that's sportsethos.com. Go sign up and tell them Keith sent you. Uh, but, yeah, four games on this slate. It's going to be a quick one. Uh, first one on the slate here is the Dallas Mavericks against the Washington Wizards. And currently, the Mavericks are favored by three points. Game total for that one is set at 209. So it's a bit of a lower game total, which kind of coincides with what I like in this game. Uh, I like to spend, uh, get some value guys in this game, and that's it. I have some interest in uh, a few guys that are mm, 4,100 and below. Um, my favorite play of the slate, actually, though, is probably on this, on this, in this game. And it is Will Barton at 4,100. We're not going to get Bradley Beal again. We have the Dallas Mavericks here that are an up-and-down basketball team. They, they like to run it out there and, uh, you know, better defensively probably than people give them their credit for. So, But Will Barton has yet to have that big game, and he's capable of it. I have a feeling in my gut that it's going to happen here. You can also go to the Rui Hachimura at 4,100, which is the guy I've been locking in. He's only jumped $100 in price and salary, but he hasn't exactly been knocking people's socks off. Only play up 12 shots a game. But I probably will either have both those guys in my lineup or I will alternate having one or the other. I think they're good value without Bradley Beal there. Someone's got to take those shots. Not super-duper interested in Kyle Kuzma. I think you can sneak some Kyle Kuzma in your lineups, but with the low game total here, I'm just hesitant to, to spend up in this matchup. Not at all interested in Kristaps Porzingis. Um, just not a, not a good alpha. He has not had a good couple of games without Bradley Beal in the lineup. So just a, a risky play. I feel like at 8,500, especially he's been jumped in price, uh, almost a thousand there and not exactly crushing it. So not my favorite play, but uh, if you want to be a contrarian, go for it. Play some Christoph posing and see how, see how it goes. Um, I'm going to mention though, a guy that people are probably going to have in their player pools. And I think it's probably okay to have him in your player pool. I wouldn't load up on him too much though. Jordan Goodwin, and he was a great value, obviously, when he was, you know, 3K and no one really knew who, who this guy was. Now he's had a couple of good games. He's jumped up to 4,700. He was absolutely minimum pricing the last two games and put up 33 and 33.5 DK points. But the problem is he shot four of seven uh, two games ago, and then last game he shot seven of seven from the field. I don't see that happening again. Some nice um, ancillary stats. He's got five assists in both games, four rebounds in, in one game, eight in another. But he is going to play the point guard position, uh, going to get some Luka. Uh, don't know if he's going to play defense on him necessarily, but 
Yeah, I, I think I feel like you know he's got to get about twenty eight DK points to hit that six X value for you. I feel like there's other guys around that price point I'd rather play. So maybe a few steps here and there at Goodwin. I was wrong about Eubanks tonight, so I've been wrong before. If you want to play Goodwin, don't don't let me talk you out of it. But personally, I'm not seeing it. It's not my favorite player. I do really like Kleba though, for thirty four hundred. He's been the biggest beneficiary of Christian Wood being out. Uh, Christian Wood not traveling with the team, so he should be out for this one as well. Obviously, stay on top of that information, but uh, you know, maybe he meets up with them or something. I, I doubt it, but 3400 is uh, the lowest pricing priced guy I've got in my uh, player pool right now that I like. And I'll, uh, I'll rock some Cleaver at 3400 I don't think he's got an uh, insanely high ceiling, but he is the lowest price guy I like. So again, uh, you know, if I want to fit some other guys in my lineups, which I do like uh, all, all the guys, basically 8000 to 10000 in this lineup or in this slate. And uh, so playing guys like that will help me to fit them in. Yeah, there's quite a few guys I'd like to play here. Anyways, uh, Josh Green. I have some minimal interest in Josh Green at 3,600. He hasn't been super active and involved in the offense. That's my one hesitation there. Uh, a little bit more expensive than Kleba. So I just feel like nine times out of ten, Kleba's the better play there. So, But I do have some minimal interest in Josh Green, so I'll go ahead and mention him. Maybe I have him in one lineup. Moving on to the uh, next game here, which is the Philadelphia 76ers against the Atlanta Hawks. And currently the Hawks are 1.5 point favorites. And the game total is 222.5. I think this is going to be a good game. This is going to be a um, good matchup. I feel like the Hawks just dropped uh, one they should have probably won tonight. Sixers are looking to get wins without Harden. They're sitting on a, I believe, five and six record is what the record is now. So both these teams are going to be trying to win this one. I think it's going to be a good, good matchup. So I like some people in this game. I like uh, probably my best, my favorite spin up on the entire slate has got to be Joel Embiid. I love Joel Embiid at ten nine. Uh, obviously, Clint Capella plays him well, and so actually I'm going to run it back. On the other side of the basketball, and a play I probably like even more than Joel Embiid is Clint Capella, Clint Capella at 5,900. Looking back at this matchup between these two big big men, usually I want to fade the starting center opposing Joel Embiid because they get in foul trouble and their backup gets in, and so you want to play the backup. And, of course, Nyoka Kagu is a guy I've been banging my drum about all season, and he's only 3,600. So this might come as a little bit of a surprise that I'm mentioning Clint Capella, and I'm actually not going to be playing uh, Anika Kogwo. May have him in a lineup, but probably not. I really like running Clint Capella and Joel Embiid because I think Clint, again, matches up well with Joel, and when Joel's on the floor, he's going to have to be out there. Uh, you know, he's gotten basically 30 minutes every single time they've played each other in the last three years. So I like Clint Capella at 5,900. Uh, and Joel, we all know without you know Harden, he should be probably in that 11 to 5, 11 to 7 range that, uh, you know, you've got, you see guys like Jokic and everything. Uh, uh, Giannis is at 12 6, you know, he's even more than that, but he should be in that range. So 10 9 is still a little bit underpriced. So that's why he's my favorite spend up. But I am going to run it back, I think, if I play Joel uh, with, with Clint Capella. So if I don't play Joel, I probably won't have. Meh. Oh, tough to say. I probably won't. But that's my favorite pairing in that group. I think you can also 
go to guys like Trey Young, DeJounte Murray. I want to you know see what's going on there. Trey Young, I believe, was questionable tonight. So if he is questionable again going to this one, there's a, a chance he sits and DeJounte Murray would be a really good play. 10-3 and 10-4 for those guys, though, and Philadelphia is a tough matchup for them. So I'm not in love with it. Not in love with those plays, but I think you can definitely justify playing those guys. And uh, I should have them in a few of my lineups, I would think. You shouldn't entirely fade guys that are just good basketball players. It's not, not a winning strategy. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, been going off, but 8200 uh, Price is getting to the point where I'm like, eh, I'm not really too into that. Just the pricing. I don't like the pricing on a lot of these guys, so there you go. There you have it. Moving on. Um, the next game I've got here on the slate is the Charlotte Hornets against the Miami Heat, with Miami Heat being 10-point favorites. I think it's the largest spread we've seen in the last, like, four or five days. Game total of 217. So, blowout potential here. That is uh, always something to be concerned about. But I do like this game. I think I can stack some some uh, mid-level, mid-salary guys in this line in this matchup. First and foremost, I do like Bam in this matchup. And the reason being, he's probably my favorite to uh, play in this matchup. And he's at, uh, what is it, 7-9? Yeah, 7-9. And the reason being that the Charlotte Hornets are just absolutely dreadful on the inside. Their interior defense and... Ability to grab rebounds and their their tor terrible shot taking uh, and shot making skills uh, leads to a lot of rebounds. So I think Bam could have a, a potential here to grab twelve or thirteen rebounds and also put up you know twenty points or something like that. He's gonna get some blocks. Gonna get some assists. Not gonna be a triple double threat. I'm looking for that double double bonus though. And he hasn't had a particularly good season. But if we look at the high end of his production, I'm looking at a game where he scored 49 DK points and only grabbed eight rebounds. So a 50, 50 to 55 point explosion is not out of the question for Bam. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, he's got to get the right matchup. And I think this is the one. So um, he has a wow, he has a game where he put up uh, he put up in that 49 point game he put up three blocks and four steals he could have another game like that and the Heat do need to win one so I do like some Bam Adebayo I also like Tyler Hero at 7700 currently got him in the lineup I'm looking at right now a little bit less than than Bam I like him but um, still a, a plus matchup he's been going off he's absolutely solid uh, Heat need his offense. Again, it's a game that the Heat need to win. Just need to turn the ship around. So I do like me some Tyler Hero at 7,700 as well. And I'll also go some P.J. Washington at 5,800 on the other side of the basketball. I think I'm off Jalen McDaniels finally. Uh, just been dreadful the last three or four games. Hasn't been putting up any kind of value for us in DFS. Uh, not really any value in season long either. So I'm off that train. Uh, I think you can justify some Kelly Oubre, but the ceiling's not really there. I mean, I don't know. He could go off for 30 real-life points. I mean, he's got that ability, but I just don't see it happening. Not against, not, not against Miami. Uh, Jalen McDaniels did put up 29.25 DK points a couple of games ago against Washington. But I'm just not – I don't think – this is not a matchup that I think is good for him. I don't think I want to have Angel Daniels. 
Um, but I do like PJ Washington at 5,800. And I've been on that train. His, his price has not changed at all, despite the fact that he's put up some pretty decent lines. Um, you know, he's put up some really, really good lines for us at that price point. And if he's going to stay there, I'm going to continue to play him. He is up and down. He is a little bit boom or bust, depending on his shot falling. But he's uh, really involved in the offense these days. He took 12 shots, 18 shots, 15 shots, in the last, three of the last four games. Uh, obviously, he's going to grab some rebounds, get a few assists. Uh, the blocks will always be there. There's potential for that. Uh, blocks and steals. And, uh, you know, it, it comes down to a lot of his value does if he's hitting that three-point shot. And uh, I feel like they're going to have to take some against this Miami defense because it's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty decent. Heater's bad this season so far. Long season ahead of us, though. I wouldn't count them out. Uh, anyways, that is that game. Uh, last game on the slate here. My computer is going insanely slow, so I apologize to everybody out there. But we do have one more game on the slate, and uh, it is going to be, uh, you know, I can probably find it this way. Uh, we talked about that one. It's going to be Portland Trailblazers and New Orleans Pelicans. And I want to get the uh, get the spread for you guys, but it's not loading for me. But I think I did see the total being maybe one of the highest on slate, uh, around 227 or something like that, which makes sense. Uh, here it is. It finally popped up. Yay. Six and a half favorites are the Pelicans, and the total uh, score is 225.5 currently. Not insanely higher than the other games, but it is the highest on the slate. There's not one game I like love in particular here. I think this is a game that people will target because, uh, well, first and foremost, uh, we have some injury news we have to keep on, on uh, keep our eyes on. Yusuf Nurkic and Jeremy Grant sat tonight, so if they sit tomorrow for this slate that we're talking about, then you can go some Drew Drew Eubanks at 4,300. You can go some Justice Winslow at 4,600. Those guys should be in line for you know more minutes. Without those two guys, again, those two guys have to sit. If one of those two guys plays, I'm not really interested in either of those guys. And Drew Eubanks had a decent, you know, game. He was, I believe, 3,200 on this slate tonight. Put up a 32-point DK performance or something along those lines. But he didn't play down the stretch. He didn't, didn't close out the game. Um... So, you know, I'm not sold on him being uh, just a rock-solid, you know, I'm locking him in type dude. I'm sure others would disagree. But I just don't see it. And it's the Pelicans. It's a tough, you know, they've got the Hernan Gomez. They've got uh, Zion Williamson. They've got Jonas Valanciunas. So there's a lot of big bodies on there that's going to make it hard for me to trust a guy like Eubanks. So I'm not much into him. Uh, I'm not much into anyone in this game, to be honest. I mean, I think you can. Yeah, I think Dame Lillard. I'll have some Dame Lillard. I think that's justified. When it comes to the Pelicans guys, I mean Zion, uh, CJ, and Brandon Ingram. They're all the same price, basically. And I mean, take your pick. One of them probably will go off in this game. I mean, I think. I think. I. Uh, in my opinion, Brandon Ingram is probably the safest. He's just so smooth with it. <laughs> he just like his game doesn't like really have that kind of variance. He's not reliant like a three point shot or anything like that. So I do lean Brandon Ingram at eighty seven hundred. 
Like you can you can justify CJ McCollum at eighty four hundred. You can justify Zion Williamson at eighty eight hundred. That's a little tougher for me though. Zion at eighty eight hundred. He hasn't looked entirely back yet, and it's the second half of a back to back. So I probably won't have any Zion to be honest with you. But I do like Bi. I do like CJ. Um, yeah, Anthony Simons eighty one hundred with Dane back. I'm just not going there. Not doing it. Uh huh. Maybe he has a big game and makes me, you know, eat my words, but I'm not into it. Um, Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, I think if here, here's what I will say: if we don't have Yusuf Nurkic, I think Jonas is a very, very solid play. I think he might be, but I also, you know, I'm trying to stack and beat in Capella, so obviously I won't have a ton of room for him. But if uh, Yusuf Nurkic does not play, then I will have to make. At least, probably hmm, a quarter of my lineups. At least, uh, Jonas Valanciunas and Joel Embiid, or Jonas Valanciunas and Capella. If I want to play two center lineups, so there you go. Um, and it's nice because this is the last game. It's a, uh, but an hour later than the first game. This game's this uh, Portland and, and Pelicans game starts, so you can swap people out. It's a late swap. If Jonas doesn't go or something happens, you can you know, swap to someone like a Larry Nance, maybe, or uh, you can swap to, uh, if he's in your utility spot, you can swap to like a Josh Hart. Um, you know, there's, there's there's other guys in here that are around, uh, maybe a Jeremy Grant, if he's playing you that are around that same price point that you can swap to. But this is if Yusuf Nurkic doesn't play. If Yusuf does play, I'm not super into Jonas. I think he is still a solid play at 7K, though. So I'll have him in my player pool. Probably my favorite plays, though, in this game are either Trey Murphy the third, or Herb Jones. I lean Herb Jones. Obviously, they just played the Bulls. I watched them, so maybe I'm a little biased here. It looks like Herb Jones, though, um, back and ready to just kind of take his role on. I feel like Trey Murphy's sliding a little bit. He did play 20. Oh, no, that's not this game. I don't have that Bulls uh, box score off for you guys, but it looked like, it's, it's just from my memory, uh, it seemed like Herb Jones was far more involved and played more minutes. So I tend to lead Herb, lean Herb Jones. I think you can play either guy. Uh, Trey Murphy is $100 more, if that matters to you. If you want to be uh, in a very large field GPP and have somebody that's going to have low ownership that might get 15 to 20 minutes and might produce value you can go nazir little at 3900 so maybe i'll have a share or two of him but i'm not super into him seems like that's the theme of this slate i'm just not super into guys but a lot is going to change a lot is going to change between now and lock i am sure of it we're going to have injury news value is going to open up so just keep your eyes on that and if you're not already that dfs pass you should get it so you can get in the discord and get all the up-to-date information as it happens and you don't have to go anywhere. You can just stay in Discord and tell you everything about it. So there you go. But let me tell you guys also about Thrive Fantasy. ThriveFantasy.com is the place to go if you want to download that app and uh, play Thrive Fantasy because it is awesome, man. You, play, you pick these props 
they have a pool of 20 player props. You pick 10 on a shorter slate like this. It'll be 10 player props, and you'll pick five. The winner gets a whole lot of money. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you're into pro playing props, it lets you play more and more props uh, than you usually probably do uh, without having to risk more money. So I love it. I think it's a great, great way to play. Uh, but I do have some Thrive Fantasy plays that I like on the slate, and I'm going to go ahead and share those with you. I like Kyle Kuzma over 7.5 rebounds. And that's 110 points, so it's plus money there. Uh, reason for that being, I think he's going to have to be guarding Luka. I mean, I think they maybe put some Denny Abija, Abija, um, Abija, hmm, you know what I'm talking about, on Doncic. But I think also Kuzma is going to be the far better offensive option. And he has the ability to guard Doncic. I don't know who else on that. Maybe Barton. But uh, that doesn't sit well with me. I would have to guess Kuzma's a guy that's going to try to shut him down. If that is the case, as long as he stays out of foul trouble, he should stay on the floor quite a bit. He's gone over 7.5 already in, I believe, five games this season. So, um, yeah, give me the plus odds over, over 7.5. I'm actually going to be looking at his rebound, rebounds prop when the market's open on Sportsbook. So uh, if you're in the wager pass, you might get that. Pretty soon. Tyrese Maxey over 24.5 points and assists, and that's 100 points, so it's a 50 50. I think he could hit this number even without assists pretty easily. He was on a tear of about 30 points per game uh, through three games, had a little bit of a down, bummer, not so great game last one. But this is a good matchup. He's going to get probably Trey Young opposing him. So he's going to cook Trey Young. Everyone cooks Trey Young. So yeah, 24.5 points and assists. I think it's very doable for Tyrese Maxey. Adebayo over 8.5 rebounds. I already talked about it, but the Hornets weak as heck down low. They have no presence, uh, and they miss a lot of shots. 8.5 is not a high number at all. You get 90 points for that one, so I like that one a lot. Uh, Zion Williamson over 35.5 points, rebounds, and assists. That's 100 points. Uh, it's a 50-50. And this is I like this a lot more if Yusuf Nurkic sits. If he doesn't sit, I think you can go either way with it, honestly. So if Yusuf sits... And they have to play Eubanks. I like uh, Zion to go over 35.5 points, rebounds, and assists. And that's it, guys. That's going to do it for us. I am Keith. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSBPKeith. And, you know, hopefully I'll have another guy or two on with me as we close out this week. I hope you guys are winning out there. I hope we're uh, giving you some good picks. And if we are, please feel free to leave us some comments wherever you're listening. And let us know how we're doing. Leave us a review. Um, if you want to also go get that DFS pass so you can talk with us and, you know, we'd be happy to have you and help, help you win. So until next time, guys, go get that money.